We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of News You Can Use. I'm your host, Ann Baldwin, and it's great to have you along on this Sunday morning. And uh, we've got a special guest with us today who's going to talk really about some realities in life, about family. I think with uh, COVID that's impacted so many of our lives, um, she really offers a unique perspective. And then you're going to have to wait for it. Um, because she has a very interesting situation that she and her family are living through right now that we want to share with you as well. So without further ado, um, and we are changing this woman's name just because of some of the sensitive nature of of what we will be talking about. So Trish, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, And, you know, if if Trish sounds a little under the weather, it's because she is, and we will get to that in, in just a little bit. But Trish, why don't you talk about the fact that when COVID first hit, Um, You've got a pretty large family, and you all made some very, you know, unique yet, to me, common sense decisions about how you were going to live your lives. Uh, Sure. So I was hoping you would refer to my voice more like a Demi Moore type, raspy, sexy voice, but no, it isn't. It actually (laughs) isn't. It isn't. Um, I am coming to you from from a a little scary place at the moment, but we'll get to that. So back when this all first started, uh, we we almost two years in, I think, to this whole COVID nightmare. Um, We are a family um, that is quite large. I still am fortunate enough to have a couple kids that are left home that are still uh, finishing up their college degrees. And I had a daughter who had gotten married a couple years ago uh, and and moved out just a couple towns over. Um, But during COVID, uh, when it became apparent that we were probably going to be shut out of each other's lives for a while Um, if we weren't all in the same household. We decided to just move everyone in. And um, every night became a game night. And, uh, you know, what were we going to eat? I mean, I think we all focused on what we were going to eat and what we were going to drink. And and the only things we really had to look forward to at that point. Um, And I'll tell you, um, I didn't hate it. Um, We kind of took the crappy part of COVID and decided to, to make it be a beneficial rebonding time for our family. Right. Um, but, you know, the, but a, a major, some major life decisions went into that, right? From what I understand, your daughter, her husband, and their new baby already had their own place to live. You were living in another house, a smaller house. So you mm-hmm. all went together to find a bigger house where you all could live under one roof, right? Uh, yes, we did, actually. Uh, because when we saw how it was going to be working in 2,200 square feet, 
we decided that 6,000 would probably be a better choice for everybody's uh, personal safety. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I give you a lot of credit. And, and you know, I got to tell you, my personal opinion is that's a lot of what is missing today. You know, we've become so separated. I know my two kids, my granddaughters in Texas, there's just a not enough of that, you know, that family nucleus anymore like it used to be, you know, where you could run across the street to your grandmother's house and, and everybody knew where you were. So I really do. I, I admire um, that decision that you've made. I'm sure it gets interesting at times. It can't all be perfect. But, you know, what better way to have that little baby grow up than, you know, with with you know, uncles around and, and grandparents right there. I mean, I just, I think it's a fantastic idea that maybe more of us should consider. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. As long as you have, as long as you have enough wine in your household is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> because it does require a glass or two at the end of the night sometimes. But, yeah, uh, well, unfortunately, that's not a remedy that I can reach for anymore, but I'm sure a lot of other people use that as a coping mechanism as well. <laughs> Um, so then let's fast forward. So I'm assuming that part of what your plan was, too, that once the vaccines were available, you all went out and got the COVID vaccine, right? Yes. I mean, of course, with, you know, kind of fear in our hearts and minds, because, you know, um, I, I I remember hearing, you know, when my kids were really young and kind of talking to pediatricians about vaccinations that, um, you know, unless they were out for 10 years, you know, the confidence really wasn't there 100% because obviously, you know, they didn't know all they needed to know. But in, in this particular situation, I think we were all sort of, you know, we, we really had no choice. I mean, you had a choice, but you had no choice in the sense of if this was the one thing that might prevent you from dying in the hospital alone away from your family, um, then you're going to do it. I mean, the scare tactics were there, and I'm not saying that they weren't true. I mean, I've seen some awful things. I personally heard some awful stories from families. Um, it, it just was one of those things where we couldn't gamble with the not-to-do-it type situation. Plus, you had a baby in the house. I mean... And, a, we, a, and we had the baby, and we had the baby. Right, a fairly young baby. And, you know, this is also a household where, you know, if people aren't working remotely, they have to go out to their jobs. And, and life, as you kind of want to make it normal, has to go back to some sense of normalcy, too. So I'm assuming that with these shots, then you assumed you could do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we mentioned that Trish sounds sick. So why don't, why don't we do the big reveal? And, you know, it, it's, it's not a happy announcement, but um, tell folks out there listening today um, where you and all of the folks and your family compound, if you will, are at today. So, um, you know, like everybody else, I think recently, um, especially, you know, over the summer and the early fall, um, we all started to get um, maybe a false sense of confidence. Um, we're all vaccinated. Um, most of the people around us vaccinated. Um, masks started to come down. Um, you know, we went from maybe when we'd go out to a restaurant wearing it and, you know, um, taking it off of the table, but then putting it back on when walking to the bathroom and such. But then it started to dissipate. I mean, going into Walmart, going into Costco, um, you know, we, we weren't wearing them. People weren't wearing them, so we were like, eh, do we really need to wear them? And I think we just felt for just a second that um, this sense of security. And um, unfortunately, with that sense of security, um, <laughs> it kind of went out the window. Um, a couple weeks ago, well, actually about a week ago, um, I started feeling ill. I started feeling cruddy. I thought maybe it was allergies. I thought maybe it was the typical fall bronchitis that I might get once a year. 
Um, I, I did everything that I would normally do in terms of like, I always stay away from people or I try to keep my distance when I'm sick, even if it's just the basic sick. Um, I know with COVID, you know, your mind automatically wants to go to that. But yet, honestly, you know, you, you sit there and you hear things that are going on and, and I'm kind of like, ah, it's not COVID. You know, it's probably just, you know, this, this annual thing. Um, I got really curious as it started to progress and get a little bit worse and my lungs were getting a little bit tighter and called um, my physician and I said, you know, maybe I should be tested because, you know, I have the baby in the house and, you know, um, obviously all of us have comorbidities according to their comorbidity list. So, you know, let's just see what's going on. I went in and I waited in the lobby and this is I kind of want to make a little bit of humor with this, too, because it's just such a serious thing, and it's so freaking scary scary to me that I have to just add in some humor. I'm sitting in the lobby, and I'm waiting for the rapid, and I was told they were going to send a PCR out no matter what because I guess the PCR is kind of the gold standard of, you know, proof. Um, they rely on those a lot more. I'm sitting and waiting and waiting, and all of a sudden I could hear, oh, uh-oh, oh, and I'm like, oh, no. And my physician brings me out this, um, little test strip, which basically looks like a pregnancy test, and it has one line or two. <clears throat> and I said, I really hope you're going to tell me I'm pregnant, even though I've had a hysterectomy like <laughs> nine years ago. I really hope you tell me I'm pregnant. And <laughs> those double lines were not pregnancy. Um, you know, they were definitely positive for COVID. And I got to be honest, at that moment, um, my world just kind of fell apart for a minute. I I sort of lost it. I really did right in her office. And, and, you know, I said to her, this is one of my biggest fears. I I remember writing letters when this first happened, when COVID first came out to each of my children, just in case this thing hit me out of the blue so that, you know, they'd know how I felt about them, even though they already know. But I I was so, so scared of this. And then all of a sudden, my biggest fear came to fruition. And I was shocked, partly. Yeah. I got to be honest, I was shocked because... No one around me had COVID that I knew of, of course. And I've just been walking the earth like everybody else, being a little bit more relaxed, fully vaccinated with so part confidence. And then this. Unbelievable. And And you have some underlying health conditions, too. So when you hear the words you are COVID positive, it's not like um, I should say a, a healthy person that doesn't have underlying issues gets that news because this for you, for anybody, but this for you especially could be deadly. Yeah, the the asthma, I've had, um, you know, some pretty severe issues in the past. And, um, you know, my mind right away went to, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to die. I'm going to be on a respirator in two days, and, you know, this is it. And I I kept saying to myself, well, I hope you had fun with your mask off. I hope, like, I'm talking to myself. Like, what what did I do wrong? Like, what did I not do right? And, And it's a scary, scary thing to contemplate. So then what happens? So you test positive. As far as you know, everybody else in your household is still okay, right? Yeah, yes, except I would say that, um, you know, it's, again, allergy season, right? And so we're not a house of paranoia, right? So we're just, you know, kind of walking around the earth like, oh, if you have a cough or some post-nasal drip, no big deal. And then when I came home with the positive, I was like, y'all better go get tested right now because you're coughing. I've been pointing at my husband. I'm like, you've been hacking coughing. You know, my daughter was feeling congested. I'm like, you know, my, my, one of my other sons was, you know, had been feeling under the weather. But funny thing about that is had previously, like a few days before me, been rapid tested because he had somewhere to be where there was going to be a lot of people and he wanted to be 
responsible, and his negative, his uh, first rapid was negative. So, you know, um, his doctor's kind of instruction at that point is, well, you know, make sure you're wearing a mask if you're around compromised people as much as you can. But to be honest, I wouldn't be worried about this being anything more than a head cold. So and now he's free to roam, right, and mm-hmm. come back and be with the general population in my house, in my compound, and, and everywhere else, because he's been told now, you know, he's negative. So they were pretty sure that, you know, he's all right. Now, fast forward one other day, here comes back my son's PCR, which they say is more credible, and there it is positive. Wow. Now, fast forward a few more days, and now we've got my daughter and my husband positive. And we fast forward another day, and we've got my, my grandson, my nine-month-old grandson positive. And they said to us, you know, in all the news stories you watch and and everything that you hear, children, babies, they don't get it. They don't get it. Well, they do get it Mm -hmm. because he got it. Right. And I I know that it's probably not, you know, responsible for for the majority, obviously, of positives, but they do get it. And people should know that. People should know the possibilities there because we want those babies protected as much as we possibly can. Right. So, so let me ask you this. So now you, you've all, and again, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Trish and her entire family already received the initial Pfizer COVID vaccines, right? That's the brand you all got? We all got the same, yeah. You all got the same. Okay. We got both of our, both of our shots. Both of your shots. Then you fast forward and all of a sudden everybody, including the baby, has COVID. So, you know, I, I need to ask, like, how is everybody doing? I'm, I want to ask how the baby is, but, of course, you know, how is everybody faring, you know, knowing that you guys have it? Well, I'll, I'll comment on that, but I would say one thing that I think you should throw in there, which I think is just interesting, and I don't know what to make of it. Okay. But the one son that I do have in the household that is not vaccinated because had previously been infected with COVID last year is not testing positive. So that's kind of interesting to me that the only person in our house that is not positive is the person that didn't have a vaccine but had COVID. Hmm. So, you know, that that really kind of like now, of course, I'm researching everything I can because I'm like, now are the immunities from COVID better protection than the vaccine was? Or, you know, but I mean, I I still have to say that, that you asked how we're feeling. If I started on myself, I'd tell you that this has been difficult. The breathing has been difficult. The inhalers are necessary. Uh, without them, I, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be in the hospital having to get some O2. I have to be literally on top of it every four hours like clockwork. I can tell when they're starting to wear off. Um, having a conversation the first three days, I wouldn't have been able to talk to you. It would have all been in text. Hmm. Um, talking and breathing was, was difficult. But God willing, I think that I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. I'm definitely feeling better. Um, my daughter, hers was extreme congestion and head pressure, um, so very different for her. My husband was uh, some GI symptoms and, you know, a really severe cough. And he's a diabetic, so his sugar numbers were very high and kind of hard to control. Um. My other son was a fever of 101 and um, body aches, uh, headache, cough. So the symptoms are very different. The baby, um, 
you know, kind of not wanting to eat, runny nose, congestion, those droopy eyes that you see on a little baby, and they're so pitiful when you kind of know, you know, mm-hmm. that they don't feel good. Right. Um, but ultimately, we're pushing fluids. We're, we're sanitizing every surface constantly, um, washing hands constantly, masks, switching out the mask from day to day, you know, just to make sure you're, you're you know, killing off things. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. A lot of it's guesswork, isn't it? A lot right. of There's so many unknowns. And, and, you know, that's the scary part. It's just something that nobody, the world has never dealt with before. So I guess it's learn as you go. Um, are are you willing at all to talk about the call that your daughter got from the uh, CDC? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Because I actually just got one this morning, ironically. <laughs> so from the Center for Disease Control. So once right. it's been reported that you've tested positive for COVID, mm-hmm. I'm assuming then that that information goes to the CDC. So then right. what happened? You know, honestly, um, they're very lovely people, the people that they have calling in their call center, because these poor people have now been put to the task of asking you a million questions. You know, where have you been? Who have you been in contact with? What were your symptoms? When did you first get your symptoms? You know, where have you gone? Have you traveled? I mean... All of these things, you know, all of these questions, very relevant, I'm sure, in trying to kind of piece this puzzle together that I feel is a never-ending puzzle at this point. But the problem I guess I have with this whole thing is not necessarily the information that they're putting out there. So let's say it like this. They're putting information out as they get it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure state by state, country by country, things are different. They're dealing with things differently. They're remedying this differently. My concern is the information on how to prevent it from passing from person to person, where those controls are in place, because let's face it, I mean, I'm an ethical person, I'm a moral person, so for me, I'm going out and I'm worried about who was I with. I'm contacting all those people. I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry we were around you. I don't know where we got it, you know, but kind of tracing back like two weeks even, 10 to 14 days, they say sometimes. And saying, are you guys okay? You know, like, this is what's happened to us. But not everybody does that, right? Right. And not everybody, you know, because they think, hey, I'm vaccinated. It's Mm -hmm. no big deal. To be honest, my own, you know, 20-something-year-old kids are like, oh, don't worry about it. You don't have it. You're vaccinated. It's a cold. It's this and that. How do we kind of turn this around and make it safer for the population without turning it into a police situation, you know, where now, I mean, I don't want people to feel like, oh, my God, you can't go anywhere around anybody. Or, but, but where's going to be this happy medium? Where's going to be, what's the new norm going to be of, of, of protections in place? Well, and, you know, how do you trace yourself back? You know, I get, first of all, I give you a lot of credit for making those phone calls because you do feel responsible. You feel like you mm-hmm. might have been negligent, but when you think you're vaccinated, you're, you're invisible, right? You're, you're invincible, rather, not invisible. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, that's just kind of how I think a lot of us have proceeded. I understand that your adult son was also spending some time with an elderly gentleman in another state and called him as a responsible thing to do and that the guy got pissed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know what? It's like, I think it's so aggravating because, and, and I, and I don't even blame somebody to get mad because you know what? I think to myself, I mean, I'm a pretty easygoing person, but like at the end of the day, if all of a sudden, um, you know, somebody called me and said, uh, you know, Hey, sorry, you know, I, I have COVID and you and I just hung out in an enclosed car and Hey, I know that you're immune compromised. Sorry, but this definitely isn't my fault, but I just want to let you know, 
I, I think to myself, my first reaction might be anger. Oh, I would be. I'd be angry. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just to be honest, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's not enough transparency in the world. You know, people are like, oh, no, I wouldn't Yeah, care. I'd be understanding. Oh, yes, you would. Yes, you would. Right. Yes, you would. Come to my house and, and, you know, try to still get up when you can't breathe and make, you know, Bastina for three people because they need soup because you're usually the one who's doing it and mom's down, you know. And it's like, tell me that. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. You're going to be angry, and it's okay, and I get it, and I would be angry. I'd be disappointed. I'd have all those gamut of negative emotions. But at the end of the day, I think the finger-pointing and all of these things that are going on right now in the media and need to stop, and let's just be factual. Let's be fact-based. Mm. Let's, let's do the reviews. You know, let's talk to the families who have had it. Let's talk to the way that they've, their approaches have been. And, and if people are as cautious, I'd like to consider us cautious. Like, I'd like to say that we were a pretty cautious family. I mean, you know, did we get a little lax with the mask wearing? Well, yeah, we did. But we weren't around visibly sick people. We weren't going into, like, real thickets of people. You know, our, people were pretty spaced out. A lot of the events were outdoors. But let's get, let's get to, the, to the situation and let's say, hey, what's the best approach for all of us? How, how should we be living our lives? And, and you know, I, I worked in the medical field when I was younger. And I'll never forget a professor. It was with universal precautions. Like, you always had to kind of basically say to yourself, each patient that I was treating was infected. So this way, I would always protect myself at the highest level, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of how we have to live our lives nowadays. And it sucks. Yeah. Like, it sucks, especially for these young kids. And mm-hmm. you hear all this in the news about the masks, the mask mandates in school and whatever. And when I heard that prior to me getting my diagnosis, I'll be honest with you, I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel really bad for these kids. And I was, like, right with those parents thinking, man, I wouldn't want my poor kid having to wear this mask all day long. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, it, it's not great. And I'm sure there are some health effects with them wearing that constantly. And I was totally on board with their fight in my mind. But now I'm like man, now I really want your kid protected. And if my infant nine-month-old grandson can get it, then your five-year-old or your seven-year-old or your 10-year-old can get it. And I don't want them to get it. Right. So maybe we need to take mass breaks. You know, maybe there needs to be sections of the time, like, of time during the day where, like, recess, you know, where they're out there doing mass breaks, maybe in a gymnasium, six feet apart, and you've got, you know, 15 kids now, 20 kids. Maybe that's a better thing to do because we're not we're not 100% protected from this, even if they have the vaccines on board. Yeah, it's, um, I, I got to tell you, and the reason I wanted to have you on this program is because this is the first I've heard about it. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that if people are getting reinfected, they're not talking about it because they don't want to be responsible for somebody else who's sick. Right. No. So, no. you know, we've got just a couple minutes left. So I, I guess I want to ask, you know, you're not um, you're not a member of the CDC. You're not a um, health expert or a covid expert, no. but you're a real person that right now in real time is going through um, covid after being vaccinated, your entire family. So what is your best advice for people out there listening as somebody who's got real life experience? My best advice would be to um, obviously, you know, kind of sit down with your family, um, especially if you have different age groups in there. And, and I think we have to really kind of sit there and not be selfish and realize that we aren't just worried about ourselves. We're worried about protecting others around us as well. 
Um, if I have that cough, I'm going to put my mask on, right? Because if I'm sitting with my grandmother, maybe I have a cold, but maybe I don't, and I don't want my grandmother being infected. So maybe being a little bit more aware of when we're not feeling well, really keeping our distance. And I would say to anyone, to be honest, and I hate to overwhelm the medical system right now, but if you don't feel good and it's not going away, don't assume you know what it is. Get yourself tested. Get yourself tested because it's the right thing to do for you and it's the right thing to do for your family and everyone around you. Right, but I think you've also learned from experience that these these quick tests aren't necessarily accurate because didn't a couple of your members of, fam- of your family got the quick test and then they sent it out. Two days right. later, you find, back, you find out that they've come back positive. I have known every person that I have known that has been positive for COVID in the past, throughout the past couple of years, has always gotten that negative first test and then all of a sudden PCR comes back and people freak out. For me, I kind of had known that just from other people. So when my family was like, hey, we're negative, oh, we're off the hook, no, 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 you're not, wait for that PCR, put that, keep that mask on until that PCR, and then we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But to be honest with you, um, they typically, from what I've heard, and I'm not a medical expert, you're correct on that, <laughs> is that if, if you get a positive rapid, it's typically correct, okay? Mm-hmm. But if you get a, a negative rapid, don't be convinced 100%. Don't be fooled. There can be false negatives, but not false positives, typically, from what I've heard. Right. And, and, you know, the other thing is, if you know somebody who's not feeling well, whether it is a head cold or whether you've got a household full of something, you know, drop off a drop off a meal on the front porch and figure out how you can help them out, obviously, without being in contact with these people. But, you know, people are in need at times uh, like this, and I think we can all help each other out. Well, Trish, I, I think on behalf of our entire listening audience, the, the primary message here is that we hope you all get better soon. And especially that little baby, because you don't know what you don't know. And um, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you. And and one more thing I would say to you is thank all the people, and they know who they are, who have brought us meals. They have saved our lives, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you can't taste, it's always good to have food, right? Yes, you're right about that. (laughs) All right. Well, again, thank you, Trish, so much. We hope this gave you all something to think about as well, because um, I don't think we can ever, you know, think that this thing is over. So with that, um, I hope you all enjoy your upcoming holiday and have a nice Thanksgiving with family, and maybe you'll be a little bit more aware and a little bit more safer. That's all we can hope for. So thanks again for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.